Oscar goes to. And the 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 Oscar goes. And the Oscar goes. And the Oscar goes to. The Oscar goes to. The Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. The Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. And the Oscar goes to. Slumdog billionaire. And the American in Paris. Platoon. Birdman. Carrier to fire. Driving Miss Daisy. Forrest Gump. And the Oscar goes to. to a goose today. It was a strange encounter. He he or she, they, were crouched in the middle of a parking lot in behind this manufacturing shop that I do work for. I phoned, like, the shelter. Like, I just looked up the Alberta, you know, wildlife shelter. And the guy kind of laughs at me. He goes, yeah, there's not much we can do about that. I'm like, oh, could you maybe give me like a, could you point me in the direction of where I could call to, you know, report that this, this bird is just lying there? Like, you know, it was alive, but like it looked like its wing was hurt or something, you know? Interesting. It was an interesting conversation with that guy. I was just thinking about that. Today's not about that. Today's not about the goose. And I will say, when I finished my job and I came out afterwards, he was gone. You know, I, uh, I reached out to an emergency hospital and they, they either came and got the goose or the goose flew away. One of the two. I haven't heard back from anyone. I haven't heard back from the goose. You know, he hasn't hit me up. I hope he's honking on somewhere. Today's about the Oscars. Today's about the Academy Awards. Everyone knows what happened recently with Will Smith um, taking on Chris Rock, slapping him across the face. Uh, It's obviously a, a controversial thing. It's obviously something that I wanted to talk about for a long time, but I just wanted to let it kind of sit with me for a bit and kind of, you know, have my own opinion, have my own take on it, you know? So I wanted to talk about that, but I wanted to talk today about just how it's changed, how the Oscars have changed. I used to get so excited for that night. I still do, you know, end of February, uh, end of March, it, it, it always falls on like a different weekend or, you know, it's a Sunday usually. And I look forward to a couple of things on that day. I look forward to the way the celebrities are dressed. I love that. I love watching the red carpet because it shows just like, you know, the people that those people have working for them and stuff too, you know, like they're stylists and 
Like, what are they about as an actor? Because obviously, like, if you look at these people like like human beings, right? They're they're just like us. But it's really cool to see how each celebrity sort of takes on their own metaphysical form in a way, you know? Like, you think of Brad Pitt, he's not like a human, you know? He's just like, he's Brad Pitt, you know? And there's performances out there like Brad Pitt's performance in this, you know? Like, he's almost like an icon, in a sense. Or Leonardo DiCaprio, you know? Like, and the best part about Oscars or Oscars night is always that you get to see the big stars, right? You get to see these huge, huge names walk the red carpet with, you get to see who they're dating. You get to see, you know, how they act in front of the cameras. Like it's a challenging night for those actors. Don't like, I don't question that at all because, you know, that's probably the most media like you would face all at once, including fans, etc. And it's all on the biggest stage pretty much possible. Funny story too is I went to California to visit a friend of mine and I went with my good friend Michael and we, we flew there and went to, you know, we went and saw the Warner Brothers Studios, the Universal Studios, like just an incredible experience, right? It was awesome. And we went to the, like the walk of fame the one day where all the stars are on the, the pavement. And it's cool to see like the different names and stuff of the celebrities. And I just like, you know, at that time, you know, it was 2016, I believe was when we went down there. Um, and at that time I was like, I was a big fan of this stuff, but I wasn't like, um, you know, I wasn't paying attention like I am now. Like I was, I was fully on board. Like this was right after like BVS and everything came out and Ben Affleck's Batman was like just peak, peak Batman. Right. And I got to see that Batmobile and I got to see all of the Batmobiles in person. And that was just a really cool experience, you know, and I wouldn't take that back. But when we went to the mall and we went to that walk of fame, Little did we know that we stepped into this little known theater called the Dolby, the Dolby Theater. And we didn't actually go inside, but the doors were right there. And I'm like, that sounds like incredibly familiar, but I don't really know what it is. You know, when I was out of data that day on my phone, so like, you know, I was in the States and you run out of data on your phone, you're not going to pay to look it up. Like I didn't want to look it up. And then I just forgot. But little do I know, that's where the Oscars are hosted every year. Like, I have a picture on one of my old phones of the doors of the Dolby Theater. Like, so many high-profile actors and actresses walk that red carpet, walk into that theater. Like, just, you know, titans of the movie industry. And to have, like, stood where that occurred, I don't know, I'm a sucker for stuff like that. I just love that. And like the Oscars were always this like big, exciting time, right? Who's going to win it this year? And I used to know the movies a little bit more than I do now. The other thing that occurs or occurred for me in the past was um, I would watch the Oscars, see what was nominated, see what looked good because the Oscars used to do really good clips and sort of trailers for those movies. And you could sort of treat the Oscars like 
you know, your prequel to seeing these different movies. Like maybe a movie in a class above what you're used to, uh, what you're used to watching, a more tasteful movie, let's say. But the apple has fallen so far from the tree, from what it used to be. Like now it just feels like a media-driven, like ridiculous night with no rules. And if there are rules, they aren't followed. And it's like they're pity nominations in a way, you know, like a lot of the stuff that's nominated is well known, or at least uh, the actors and actresses uh, in that movie um, for, you know, best supporting actress or best supporting actor. Those are like well known people most of the time because the A-list actors and actresses of the world end up in those spots every single time. It's actually amazing. Um, you know, all of the names in the past Oscars that have gotten the awards for these, like, it's the highest ranking award, essentially, right? And it's it's always been snobby. It's always been, like, you know, Chris Rock, actually, he addressed the racism behind uh, the Oscars, the Academy, the year that he had hosted and I believe that was 2016 or 2014. It was the year that Leo uh, won uh, Best Actor for The Revenant. And that was really, that night when Chris Rock hosted, for me, was the last night that the Oscars were really, really good. You know? And that's kind of sad, you know, in a way. You know, since then, too, like a few things have happened that were like not good, you know, like Warren, remember when Warren Beatty went up on stage and announced La La Land as the winner for best picture. And then sure enough, it's not La La Land. He grabbed the wrong envelope. He grabbed like best supporting actress, like the old envelope from when Emma Stone had won it earlier in the show. So he announces La La Land, everybody comes up, it's a huge show, everybody's cheersing, you know, they do all their thank yous, it's like late, 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 like we're talking like, we're closing the show here, and I, I apologize, you know, I, I read the wrong thing, oh, man, my jaw, that, that day was just on the floor. And he goes, Moonlight. Moonlight wins. And sure enough, yeah, he had read the wrong envelope. And then now with this, with the Will Smith thing, you know, I don't put what occurred that night on anyone but Will Smith. You know, and I also think about this too. I say to myself, there's really only one person who is going to have this night be as memorable as it is in a bad, negative way. And that's Will Smith, you know, like he's got to live with this 
And I have I have no question in my mind that you know Will's got some stuff going on. I watched the I watched the Doctor Phil episode the other day. I watched Doctor Phil, and I know it's low, like it's it's clickbait in a way, you know. Like he's gotten quite bad with that stuff. But when he analyzes people, when he analyzes someone, it's fascinating stuff, and he's incredible at it, in my opinion. And he kind of walked through the stages of Will portraying that he was going to be violent, you know, from the start. And I don't, I don't like to watch the video cause it's, it's actually kind of triggering. And that's what I hate most about it all is that like Will Smith didn't just get affected that night. And the, that crowd didn't just get affected that night. You know, like the Oscars draws in a lot of viewers. So a lot of viewers who maybe they've been slapped that way before, you know, it's just a, it's a horrible look. And with all this, uh, this information coming out about him losing movie deals and, you know, the 10 year ban from the Oscars, like good, you know, like that's what should happen. And you know what the shame, the shame in this is, is like, if you're like me, I'm not going to see King Richard now. You know, like he probably delivered a really good performance in that. And if I do see King Richard, it's because I'm watching it to watch the story of Venus and Serena. Because that actually does intrigue me a lot. But like I'm at the point with Will that I can't really watch him on TV or on like a movie that he's in. I just don't support that, you know. The last thing I'll say is, you know, he's the genie now. You know, my genie growing up and still, is Robin Williams. You know, he's the genie. He will always be the genie. But there are some kids, I'm sure, in that 5 to 10 range, who are like, growing up right now, exploring Disney. And Will Smith is their genie. You know? So maybe the kid grabs an iPad and searches Will Smith, and the first thing you see is this guy just smacking this other guy upside the head both wearing suits it looks like in a like a prestigious you know night and they go will smith will smith's my genie and he can do that i can do that you know and maybe it doesn't go that way but i just i don't condone the violence side of it it's too much it's too much i like 2008 Heath Ledger won the Oscar for Best Actor in a Supporting Role. And that's like, that's a really, really cool night, you know? Like, that's a cool thing to happen. You know, he obviously, he sadly passed before all of this, but, you know, they accepted it on his behalf. And Joaquin Phoenix has won for Best Actor in a Leading Role. And that in itself is a huge achievement to me, you know, to take an already established character like the Joker that's been done so, so well and be able to do it so differently, but yet so well that you win best actor in a leading role at the Academy Awards, like 2019's Joker is... If it's not, 
up there for you. It's kind of like underrated, in my opinion. It's incredible. He was incredible, you know? And then I think to like, you ever go on YouTube and research old Oscar winning speeches or um, old Oscar winning, uh, or let's just say old Oscar uh, red carpets. I've, I've looked up the red carpets before, you know, and there's that one really popular year that's going around where you see like Robin Williams, Al Pacino, like all of these stars, right? Julia Roberts, Richard Gere, like it was that era, right? And they're like, they're walking the red carpet and it's like, you know, a beautiful night in California in the nineties, you know, or like, it's just, there's something like so cool about that. Like, I wish I was alive during like Jack Nicholson, you know, like I wish I was alive during that time in a way and like experienced the Oscars from the nineties to like 2016, whatever Chris Rock hosted the last time. And then never heard of these other years. Cause the, like, let's be honest, like the years after this, like from 2016, like I'm talking about on, it's just like, it's almost irrelevant in a way. Like, it's just not a good show. It's, it's slow. It's always been slow, but it's like the way they do it now, it just doesn't feel the same. But one of my favorite things about the Oscars in the past, and still is, is the, and and will always be, is the speeches. I love a good speech. You know, Matthew McConaughey's speech when he won for Dallas Buyers Club, loved it. Look that one up if you haven't. Because it's like, you know, the guy knows how to speak. But he doesn't just speak, you know, he's not just talking out of his ass. He's, he's very... He's very driven in the right ways, and he's a very, very smart man in that regard. He, he loves himself in all of the right ways, and he's, he's a genius. <laughs> he's fun to listen to, you know, and he's cheesy enough that he's charming. McConaughey's speech is one of the all-times. You know, Jared Leto winning for Dallas Buyers Club. Huge achievement. You know, and that was my introduction really to Jared Leto was that. But at the same time, Jared was like, he was a thing. He's so old, man. He's 50. Jared Leto's 50. He looks like he's 28, 32, somewhere in there. The man's got skincare. The man eats right. I guarantee it. I wanted to talk about Ben Affleck and Matt Damon winning for Goodwill Hunting because that was cool because they're just like these two young punks, right? They're just like completely new to the scene, like wrote this movie, like knocked it out of the park, like first time everything, right? First red carpet, all this stuff. That's a fun night to watch, you know? And when they win the speech, it's just two boys, just two, two really good friends, accepting the most prestigious award in Hollywood, you know, at a very young age. Super, super cool. And then you you always get your Anthony Hopkins and your Helen Mirren, you know, just these really elegant sort of, you know, some of them are knighted. You know, it's like very elegant human beings. And I love that, you know, 
It's that glitz, that glamour. And it's all like, it's like who can do, who can do the Oscars the best? Who did it the best this year? And I don't know if that'll ever go away for me, but some of the stuff that they've been pulling off here, like the fact that they still gave Will his Oscar, you know, I just, I, I don't understand what they're trying, like they, they try to send these messages. And then the year that Chris Rock hosted, there was no black nominees. Like 2016. You know, that was his whole bit. That was the whole start of his show when he hosted. He talked about that. And it was like a great opening. You know, he addressed the elephant in the room. And ironically enough, he does make a little shot at Will and Jada way back then too. You can go back and watch it. Watch Chris Rock's opening. And, you know, my favorite part about Chris Rock's opening in... The Oscars, and I, I keep saying 2016, but I believe it's like 2014. Whenever The Revenant came out, I believe it's 2014. And I remember that year so clearly because I watched that show uh, with my parents. And I was upstairs in the rocking chair and I just remember like rocking anxiously the whole show. Because I was like, this has to be the year. This has to be the year that Leonardo DiCaprio wins his Oscar, right? Like, he was like as good as it gets in The Revenant. And whether it's your movie or not, like, it's hard to, like, it's hard to argue that, like, he didn't deserve that, you know, for all of the wicked roles he's been, he's been in and he's done. It's just like, it was, it was a crime for such a long time that he didn't have it. It's not that he, like, had earned it uh, those other times, right? Because the winners at the time were probably quite good, too. You know, if you list, if you go and look at the people that Leo's lost to over the years, I bet you would probably agree. It's just the stars aligned that night and I was like, I could feel it coming. And when he got the award, I remember cheering and my mom was downstairs and she started clapping and yeah, it was, it was cool. You know, it was, uh, it was a core memory, core memory unlocked. We'll say that for sure. And then, you know, to close the show today, I just, I think about what it is that the Oscars need. What do they need to sort of steer the ship in the right way, you know? Because let's be honest, I, I mean, I'm going to attach the pictures of some of my favorite dresses that I have seen, um in recent years, like I, I have Lady Gaga and I have Zendaya and I have uh, Kate Hudson from the early 2000s, I believe. And I mean, and Nicole Kidman, of course, you know, every time. She was a little bit weird this year. She had some puffy, she looked kind of like a swan. But she does look kind of like a swan, doesn't she? That's another funny memory. I was in Nova Scotia and we were at this like wax museum and there was you know, I've had a huge crush on Nicole Kidman my whole life. And there was this wax figurine of Nicole Kidman. She's huge. She just towered over me. You know, like it's, it's accurate to their actual height. Like all of the celebrities that they had there were accurate to their height. And it's like, I think Mila Kunis was the other one there. And like, she was very nice height. A very nice height. Nicole Kidman, however, you know, I felt like what Keith Urban probably feels like, 
And she's like, she's just this goddess, you know? But when she dresses in the puffy dresses, she turns into a swan. And I mean, if you just pay attention to the red carpet in general, if you're into that sort of thing, it's pretty cool to see like how some of these women dress. Like they're very well dressed, right? And the stylists and the makeup artists. And that's the other thing that the Oscars has always done well is their categories, right? Like best makeup artist. Like I know that all these other award shows have that, but to be the most prestigious, you know, you, you have to get nominated for that. And I want the Oscars to be in a place where comic book movies are welcomed for that sort of thing. I think they need to broaden their categories even more because it's a shallow crowd, right? It's a shallow academy is what I gather. Over the years of watching, it's a really shallow, shallow business. Hollywood is a tough business, right? And that's what they talk about all the time. They being the actors and actresses who deal with this sort of thing all the time, or producers of movies, directors, whatever. But what I'd like to see the Oscars do is just welcome more of the mainstream media. That is comic book movies. That is comedies. Like I find the category for comedies at the Oscars really ridiculous because they're not actually comedies. Like, yeah, there's some comedy in there, but they like they don't compare to like something that was actually really funny, you know, that maybe didn't quite get the traction that the Academy was looking for or something, you know, like, and it's, it's too bad. It's too bad that it's snobby people picking, but at the same time, the Academy, there's something about that when you, when you see the actor holding the Oscar, they true like that truly feels like an achievement to them. And that's like, I love watching people like get achievements, you know, like level up. <laughs> and uh, it's pretty cool to watch the Oscars every year. But if they don't straighten out and get some more mainstream media in there, I just don't see how they're going to maintain relevance. You know, every single year, the hardcore you know, film industry people or the people who are fans of the film industry are going to watch. No question. Is that enough for them to continue? I don't know. Hopefully. Because the thing is, is I feel as though, you know, this year with what happened, it sparked this like controversy that was like, people were even questioning if it was staged. Like at what point do you say, okay, we've kind of lost some of our nobility here like we're kind of we're not really that prestigious anymore you know like now we're on the front page of tmz because of you know a person that we invited and not only invited but after he portrayed this act of violence we rewarded him globally in front of everyone in the world you know it's just a bad message Will I watch the Oscars next year? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I am. I will. I'm comic book movie guy. <laughs> thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you 
through the Academy for this, all 6,000 members. Thank you to the other nominees. Uh, all these performances were impeccable, in my opinion. I didn't see a false note anywhere. I want to thank Jean-Marc Vallée, our director. I want to thank Chad Leto, Jennifer Garner, who I worked with daily. Um, there's a few things, about three things to my account that I need each day. Um, one of them is something to look up to, another is something to look forward to, and another is someone to chase. Now, first off, I want to thank God, because that's who I look up to. He has graced my life with opportunities that I know are not of my hand or any other human hand. Um, he has shown me that uh, it's a scientific fact that gratitude reciprocates. Um, in the words of the late Charlie Lawton, who said, when you got God, you got a friend, and that friend is you. Um, to my family, that's who and what I look forward to. To my father, who I know is up there right now, with a big pot of gumbo, he's got a lemon meringue pie over there, he's probably in his underwear, and he's got a cold can of Miller Lite, and he's dancing right now. <laughs> to you, Dad, you taught me what it means to be a man. To my mother, who's here tonight, who taught me and my two older brothers demanded that we respect ourselves. And what we in turn learned was then we were better able to respect others. Thank you for that, Mama. To my wife, Camilla, and my kids, Levi, Vita, and Mr. Stone, the courage and significance you give me every day I go out the door is unparalleled. You are the four people in my life that I want to make the most proud of me. Thank you. And to um, my hero, that's who I chase. Now, when I was 15 years old, I had a very important person in my life come to me and say, who's your hero? And I said, I don't know. I got to think about that. Give me a couple of weeks. I come back two weeks later. This person comes up and says, who's your hero? I said, I thought about it. You know who it is? I said, it's me in 10 years. So I turned 25, 10 years later. That same person comes to me and goes, so are you a hero? And I was like, not even close. No, no, no. She said, why? I said, because my hero is me at 35. So you see, every day, every week, every month, and every year of my life, my hero's always 10 years away. I'm never going to be my hero. I'm not going to attain that. I know I'm not. And that's just fine with me because that keeps me with somebody to keep on chasing. So to any of us, whatever those things are, whatever it is we look up to, whatever it is we look forward to, and whoever it is we're chasing. To that I say amen. To that I say all right, all right, all right. <laughs> and to that I say just keep living, huh? Thank you.